So my name is Nicole, um, Nicole Marberger. You, might, you probably would be closer to knowing my husband than me, but I am Josh's wife, just in case that was unclear. So um, there we go. Woo! All right, all right. Uh, when Kaipo found out that I was coming to Maui, I knew, okay? I knew it was only a matter of time before I got the call. So I, I prayed about it. Um, I talked to Josh about it. And you know, God has just given me a heart for you guys. He has. He has put a love in my heart for the youth of Maui because I was in your seat 15 years ago. I was in your exact seat. I, like Sam, would come up to Unashamed at the time it was at Pukanas. And it was just an amazing growing time for me, so I want to be able to give back. So that's why I'm here. Um, I want to share my life. I want to share my life with you. When I prayed about what to share, I just, uh, I talked through it with my husband. I even called my mom, and I said, what, what can I share? And uh, my mom actually encouraged me to, to think through worship songs that have just been ministering to my heart. And I don't know about you, but there's something about music. Amen? Nod your head if you're into music. I'm telling you, God knew what he was doing when he created music. Amen? Yeah. And there's this song. Um, the worship team played it tonight, and it's called Broken Vessels by Hillsong. And I'm going to read through the poetry that this song is, and I want you to just take it in. Let it pour over you as you hear it. And I'm going to share some scripture, so I hope you have your Bible with you. And I'm just going to share my life with you tonight. The first verse says, All these pieces, broken and scattered, in mercy gathered, mended and whole, empty-handed, but not forsaken, I've been set free. I've been set free. This verse, honestly, it takes me back to Lamentations 3. So if you have your Bible, can you turn with me? in the middle-ish of your Bible. Lamentations 3. It's a well-known passage, but don't let the well-known part wash over you. Let it hit you fresh. Let it hit you new. Lamentations 3, 21 through 24 says, But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope in him. All these pieces, broken and scattered, in mercy gathered. Mercy that's new every morning. Mercy that never ends. Gathers your broken pieces. Can I get an amen for that? Anybody feel fragmented, scattered, broken sometimes? Yeah? He gathers that in his mercy that's new every morning, in his mercy that never ceases. He mends it and makes it whole. I didn't always know that I needed Jesus Christ. It wasn't until I was 14 that I received him into my heart as my Lord and Savior. A little bit of my background, I came um, from a broken family. Some of you can identify with that. I had a mom and a dad who loved me very much. I lived in two different houses. I had two younger brothers, and I was propelled into this life of responsibility from a very young age. Again, some of you know what I'm talking about. Elementary school, intermediate, high school, 
I was happy on the outside. I did what I needed to do. I got by. But inside, I was quick to anger. I was quick to frustration. I was one of those kids that always had an answer for everything. Anybody in here know what I'm talking about? Just cross me one time. I got you. Yeah? I had this anger. I didn't have a peace that transcended all understanding, that guarded my heart and mind. I was a quick flint to a temper. Fiery. Fiery. It's a good word. And then, the summer after my freshman year, I had a neighbor who persistently invited me to camp. And I finally said yes because she told me about an epic food fight that they would have at the end of camp. I said, I am there for the food fight. Little did I know, the second night, God would knock on my heart. I would open up to him, and he would become my Lord and Savior. It was through Colossians 3.2. It says, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. It's a good one to memorize if you don't have it. Colossians 3.2. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. He used that verse to still my frustration, to still my heart, and to make me realize I had my mind and my heart set on too many things. And if I just set it on things above, come to him open-handed, he'd set me free, and he did. I was 14 then. That's over half my life ago. Praise the Lord. Whew. The pre-chorus of this song is a beautiful old hymn. It says, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found was blind, but now I see. I love it when old things are made new. Have you ever, like, forgotten that you had money in your pocket? Yeah? Find a $5 bill? Super happy, yeah? Super happy. Or, um, for example, I have two little boys. Some of you know them. They'll, like, lose a truck, okay? Lose a truck for, like, days because they have way too many trucks. But they find it, and it's just this new treasure. And they're so excited, and they don't let go of it because it's the best thing in the world until they lose it again. And then they find it, and it's new. So, like that, this old hymn, Hillsong, put it back into contemporary Christian music. And I just love it. They've given it a new, fresh finish for our eyes and for our hearts to hear. But it's the same truth because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Wretch, positive or negative? Negative. We don't use this word very often, but a wretch is just a despicable character. It's the first definition that comes up if you look it up. It's a despicable character. He saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. And with that old truth made new, it leads into the chorus that says, Oh, I can see you now. Oh, I can see the love in your eyes. Laying yourself down, raising up the broken to life. Now, light of Easter, a couple weeks ago, you know there could not have been a resurrection if there wasn't a death. Yeah? Sometimes I think... We celebrate Palm Sunday, and then the next Sunday we celebrate Easter, but we forget what happened between those two times. There was a lot of heaviness and a lot of darkness on Good Friday. Yeah, but because of that, because he laid himself down, 
He raised the broken to life. Will you turn with me to Isaiah? Isaiah 40. Before Lamentations. Isaiah 40, verse 30. Isaiah 40, verse 30. Before I read that, I just want to share, um, I want to share what this chorus transports me to. There's sometimes music, yeah, transports you to a place. For example, when I hear the Backstreet Boys, I am transported back to Maui Waina. No, okay, nobody? Yes, intermediate was when boy bands were to rage, man. It was amazing. We had all these like motions. It was, yeah, it was great. Okay, so this chorus transports me. It transports me to three confirming moments that God has given me in my life. I'm talking about a moment where time stops and you are just figuratively hugged with God's warmth. Have you had those moments? before where you've just felt confirmed in whatever you're doing. So I want to share those moments with you where I could see him, where I could see the love in his eyes. I could remember him laying himself down and raising me, the broken, to life. The first one was when he called me to missions in 06. I remember um, I was blessed to be able to go to China on a mission trip. I spent a month there teaching English and guitar, and it was so cool. It was so cool to use music to bridge a gap between people that could not speak the same language. And we were singing worship songs that they knew in Mandarin Chinese that I didn't, but then I knew it in English and they didn't, and we were able to worship together. It was just amazing. Anyway, I come back from that summer, and I'm propelled back to America where things are just different. Life, it goes faster. And I went to a Christian college at that time, and I remember they had a global missions conference, and the speaker encouraged us to say yes to the Lord. Can everybody say yes? yes? Say yes. Yes. That's what amen means. Yes? When you say amen, you're saying yes. Not yes. Yes. Okay? That's what you're saying. And the speaker talked about saying yes to the Lord. Be that going back to China for the rest of your life. Be that for me... It was to get married and stay on Maui for a little while. Whatever it is, he called us to say yes to the Lord. So I want to encourage you to do that. If you've never committed, do it right now. Say in your heart, as I'm speaking right now, Lord, yes. Whatever it is, yes. Then this song, I had a confirming moment as I was sitting in a worship service similar to this one in March, last month, at the beginning of the month, Josh and I were invited to be uh, the speakers at a Disciple Now weekend at his youth pastor's old church. And Josh, uh, for those of you that know him, he is nothing if not persistent. If he wants something, he will let you know until he gets it. And usually he gets it because he's, he's, he's good at life, I must say. He's good at life. And so he said, Nicole, you're going to come with me. Um, we're going to get babysitters. It's going to be like a date. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll do it. And then he's going to sit. And then he said, and then you're going to speak to the kids. Why? This is, that's your, they asked you, why? why, why? He says, they need to hear your testimony. 
back in 06, I prayed this prayer, and I said yes. So, okay, I will speak to the kids. And I remember I was in this worship service, kind of, kind of haboot about being there and being made to work when I thought I was just going to have a date without the kids. But I was sitting there in the back, and I was, I was trying to just pray it out and give it to the Lord and worship. And this song was being played. And I just remember the walls of my frustration being broken down. Because I, I, I'm singing this. I'm singing Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound. I'm seeing I Can See You Now. And when I got to the line that says, I can see the love in your eyes, I had this confirming moment. If I could give it a feeling, okay? If I could give it a feeling, close your eyes. Just do it. I know it's weird. Oh, well. Close your eyes. I want you to picture, okay? You're literally sitting on the sand at whatever the beach of your choice, and the sun is beating down on you where you can tangibly feel it. You can feel your shoulders crisping. You can feel warmth all the way around your body. The kind of warmth that is like right before you just run to the ocean and jump in, that warmth. Okay, open your eyes. That was a confirming moment feeling for me. I sat there in the back worshiping and I felt God saying, listen, Nicole, you said yes to me 10 years ago. I've brought you through this, this, that, and the other. And now I'm reminding you, you are called to minister with your husband. Hey, Lord, I got it. And then this song, they're singing, all these pieces broken and scattered, in mercy gathered, mended and whole. Through the chorus, I can see you now. Oh, I can see the love in your eyes. Have you had a confirming moment like this? Have you? I encourage you to hold on to it. Hold on to those times because God gives you moments for a reason. And he reminds you of those moments when you need them. Verse 2. Oh, I'm going too fast. I asked you to turn to Isaiah 40. Are you there? Isaiah 40. Verses 30 and 31. Actually, let's go to 28. 28. There's always time for God's word. Amen? We'll go to verse 28. It says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Verse 30, Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted, but they, but they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount upon wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This chorus transported me back to this verse about how God carries our burdens. He makes it light. He changes it. I want to encourage you through these verses to wait on him, to wait on him. Now, the second verse of this song says, Take our failure, take our weakness. You set your treasure in jars of clay. So take this heart, Lord, 
I'll be your vessel, the world to see your life in me. Now, I'm taking the time to go through this song because I don't want you to sing worship songs lightly. These are prayers. And when you pray, you have to mean what you say. I mean, after you say yes, you say amen. You don't just say amen for nothing. And so I'm talking through these lyrics, and I hope that when you sing it again, you sing it differently. Look at this verse again. Listen to the poetry. You take our failure. You take our weakness. You set your treasure in jars of clay. So take this heart, Lord. I'll be your vessel, the world to see your life in me. If you mean those words, if you sing them as a prayer, the Bible says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. It says to seek me first and all these things will be added unto you. So if you mean it, take this heart, Lord, I'll be your vessel, the world to see your life in me. He'll meet you where you are and he'll do it. If you don't believe me, look at my life. I am a Maui girl. I was born and raised here. I now live in Shelby, North Carolina. Do you even know? Do you even know? I was telling the Degilma boys earlier about my issue with Twix candy bar. My favorite candy. Anybody else? Twix. Okay. Now listen. There's, in, in North Carolina, granted, there are some, some valuable things like the Dollar Tree, where everything is literally a dollar or less. So I can get a Twix, okay, for 89 cents. Thank you very much. And I'll get it, put it in my purse. And when I open it to eat it, I almost break my teeth. Why? Because the caramel is not soft. It is not soft when it's 40 plus degrees outside, okay? The chocolate does not melt, not even in your mouth. It's so cold. Oh, all of that to say, okay, God moves. God moves you. God moves in your life. And when your position, the position of your heart is take it. I'll be your vessel. If you mean these words, he will meet you and he will move you. Get ready. Will you turn with me to Psalms 51? Psalm 51. Another familiar verse, but again, I pray that you're not letting this familiarity blind you. Open your heart, open your mind to these words because God's word is living and active. It moves, it changes. Psalm 51, 10. Psalm 51, 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. Some context of this verse, it is written by David. You know his story, yeah? Um, at this time, he's repenting to the Lord. He's crying out to the Lord. He's confessing his sin. He committed adultery and murder, and he wants God to create in him a new heart, to give him a new heart and renew his spirit, because he did wrong. He's broken. He has broken and spattered, spattered, scattered pieces. He's asking for God's mercy to gather him. He's saying, here's my heart. Create created it clean. Renew it. Renew my spirit. 
Let this be the position of your hearts. Now turn with me to Romans 12, please. Romans 12. Verse 1, you don't need to go any farther than that, but I recommend you do later. Romans 12. This same idea with take this heart, Lord, I'll be your vessel, the world to see your life in me. He tells us, not only in the Psalm, not only in the Old Testament, but also in the New Testament, that we need to have this position of the heart. 12.1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. You present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So this should be our prayer. We should be saying amen to take this heart, Lord. I'll be your vessel. It's biblical. David models that for us. The Apostle Paul commands us to do it. And all that so that the world would see Christ in us. Now this song has been a confirming moment for me. This song has changed the way I sing. I hope it has changed for you a little bit. I hope you have confirming moments that you can cling to. I hope you have songs that change you because that's the point of worship. The point of worship is so that we would be drawn closer to God and changed by it. Now, so what? So what? What's my conclusion? What's the application? I want you, I want you to pray it. I want you to mean it. I want you to be at a point in your life where you can say, so take this heart, Lord. I'll be your vessel, the world to see your life in me. Now, if, if that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough to, to show you that it's worth it, I just want to tell you a quick story. Quick story. Maybe less than five minutes, hopefully. Okay. In December. In, De- oh, in October. In October. The Lord put on my husband's heart that we needed to move. We needed to move. Now, I want you to understand that, that we had it good. We had a great house. We had several surfboards. <laughs> we had two cars. We had it good. We had a church that loved us. We had a ministry that was growing. God put a vision on God. God put a vision on Josh's heart. And this vision, God was calling him to expand it. And so in October, he talked to my pastor and said, I need to resign. What? Do you have a job lined up? No. Do you know what you're going to do? No. Josh decided to resign and step out on faith. Okay? In December, we moved to North Carolina. We went, in our marriage, from two incomes and no kids, to one income and two kids, to no income and three kids. I don't know if you knew I'm pregnant. (laughs) Yeah? All of that, this is December, okay? In January, our or our church, our church just prayerfully came around us and and sent us off in God's love. They did. They supported us through it, and they paid us um, through January so that we wouldn't have to worry about that first month being away, stepped out in faith. Now, I want to tell you this really neat story. In February, Josh's board of directors for One Love Skate. What happened in, uh, in January is uh, the ministry 
got its letter, got its approval, and got its 401c3 status, so it became a nonprofit. It became legit, okay? And then his board of directors voted on a salary to pay Josh in February. So our salary stopped in January, but God provided for us through January, and then he started a new salary for Josh in February. What? Through some contacts that my husband has, um, he has a family, or he has family that is in the car business. Um, they believe in the ministry and they believe in the vision that Josh has. They gave us a car. What? Step down on faith. No income. Three children. <laughs> Wild. Okay. We had we had plans to go um, on a mission trip to the Congo because the Lord was encouraging Josh to go out to go out and just have time away to, to focus on this vision that God has planted. So we were in the process. We got our vaccinations for Africa. I'm talking like the big vaccinations that give you flu-like symptoms. Like they're rough, okay? Yellow fever, no joke. So we got these vaccinations. Felt like I got punched in both arms. It was rough. Um, we were in the process of getting our visa. We, our passports were, look, were good, so we were good. Um, but we needed a letter of invitation from the Congo because that is a close country and you need someone from the inside to invite you. So we were getting held up because we didn't have this letter of invitation and we needed the invitation to get the visa and we needed the visa to get the, to get the tickets. And so we couldn't, we weren't getting any closer. And so the day we got our letter of invitation, we found out we were pregnant. And now um, Africa is no place to go to. <laughs> when you're pregnant and you're not okay with mosquitoes biting you and killing you, okay? So we prayed about it, and, and, and so it was very clear to us that God closed the door to the Congo, but through our willingness to go, through us going forward with the process, with the immunizations and the visa applications and talking to different people and making contacts, we were given a huge amount of financial support one love skate and that that pays for our life that 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 that's where josh gets his salary and it was amazing because we told these people you know we're not going to go to the congo we're pregnant and they said that money is yours that money is is god's for you to use however you want it now i'm transporting you back to december when we're stepping on on faith we're moving away from this community from this love and this amazing support into the unknown into a place where Twix doesn't even melt, okay? But God provides, amen? He provides, and I've seen the unmistakable mark of his favor over and over again in my life. Just one last example, and then I'll wrap it up. When I got here, I was telling my mom, I feel like, I feel like God flipped my suitcase on the conveyor belt so that when it came, I didn't have to pick it up. I literally just pulled it off because that thing was heavy. But just small things like that. Like he just takes care of us. And, and, to top it all off, the whole reason I'm here, the whole reason I'm here is because Josh stepped out in faith and one love is growing. And through one love, the convention of the Hawaii Pacific Baptist blew me to Oahu as a One Love Skate missionary to share at a retreat and then someone else flew me home to Maui so I could share at their church and then I was able to share at my home church and now I'm able to share here all because of One Love Skate. 
So my husband conspired without even knowing about it and then presented this gift to me because you're obedient. He didn't say this, but the gesture said it. Because of your obedience to the Lord, look, here's a beautiful gift for you. One week, it's free. To Hawaii. When you go to the beach, you don't have to pack the whole house. Thank you very much. I'll take it. God is good. Amen? So, in closing, I just want to encourage you. Say with your life and with your heart, take this heart, Lord. I'll be your vessel, the world to see your life in me.